Hey everyone, welcome to Intuitive Vibes Narc Survival 101. It's your girl Erica here. For any newcomers, anyone new to the channel, please be sure to sit through the video. It may help you in whatever your situation is, it may help you with whatever it is that you're going through. And if you find the video to be helpful, then please be sure to check out some of my other content. And if you find it all to be helpful for you, please be sure to hit the subscribe button as well as the notification bell so you're notified every time I put up a video. And of course, please be sure to join us every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our weekly NARC Survival 101 chats. And of course, to all of my returning subscribers, welcome back, guys. Guys, in this video, what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about the vocabulary in correlation with narcissism, narcissistic abuse, and what it really truly means. Now, what I mean by vocabulary is the phrases that are used in correlation with narcissism, narcissistic abuse. A lot of people who are new to narcissism hear a lot of different phrases. I mean, we've all been through it. We hear a lot of different phrases, but yet we don't really quite understand what it all means. So in this video, I'm just going to give you a bit of a crash course on the different types of phrases that are used in the psychology world and of course in the survivor world that correlates with narcissism and narcissistic abuse. So without further ado, let's just get right into it. Now before we get completely into the video, the one thing I want to mention is there is a difference between someone who is a narcissist and someone who is narcissistic. Someone who's a narcissist suffers NPD, narcissistic personality disorder. They are classified as a narcissist and they are diagnosed as a narcissist. Someone who has narcissistic traits, which anyone is capable of having, some more than others, they are basically carrying certain traits of a narcissist, but they're not diagnosed as a narcissist. So they have certain demeanors and certain behaviors that resemble narcissism, that resemble an actual narcissist. However, they're not completely on the spectrum, on the high end of the spectrum as a narcissist. So even though there is a difference, at the end of the day, the behaviors are still the same. So continue watching because we're going to learn a thing or two. The first word is triangulation. And when you hear triangulation, you hear the word triangle, triangular. And that's exactly what it is. It's a manipulative tactic used by a narcissist and or a general manipulator to set a scene by utilizing a third party to get a negative reaction out of their victim. Now, if you dated a narcissist and they have basically run the discard on you, they're gonna utilize triangulation to instill a form of jealousy. For example, if you're in the discard period with your narcissistic ex or your ex-narcissist, you are basically in the midst of being either ignored, silent treatment, stonewalled, things to that effect. So what they're doing is, though they're pushing you away, they are bringing in other people, setting a scene in order to gain some form of a reaction out of you. This particular tactic is used to gain supply out of you. See, for a narcissist, any type of attention, be it if it's good or bad, is a form of supply for them. So if you've been in the discard stage or you are in the midst of the discard stage and you notice that your narcissistic ex was openly flirting with other people, openly talking to other people, but ignoring you, 
They were doing that on purpose. They were doing it on purpose because they knew you would react to it and they knew that you would be very upset by it. Now they utilize this tactic to show everyone that they've managed to manipulate into believing that you're the one who's unstable, you're the one who's toxic, you're the one who's the problem. So though they're making an innocent type of scenery for the people that they've manipulated, they know exactly what they're doing by triangulating these same people to gain a reaction out of you. And of course, because you're in a state of confusion, you have no clarity, your natural reaction is going to be your first reaction, which is a very upsetting one. So you're sitting there with the thoughts of, how could this person do these things? How could they do these things when they know they're hurting me and they don't care? You're gonna react on that. They've already managed to manipulate everyone else that you were the abuser. You were the one who was a toxic one. So when you do react, which we all have, they're going to show everyone that you're the unstable one. Please be very careful with that. Now, another way of triangulation is in a family dynamic. So it's the same scenario, okay? They're, us they're using a third party to get a reaction out of you. But in this case, it's when one family member goes to another family member whispers in their ear something about you, something negative about you, yet they're masking it with a form of concern. So for example, if your mother is a narcissist, I've used this example before, if your mother is a narcissist, she's going to go to another family member. If she has her eye on you as being her target, she's going to go to another family member and pretty much fill the other family member's head up with certain things about you. But she's not just gonna flat out say what her intentions are. What she's going to do is she's going to use you in some form of a scenario. It could be even fabrications. She's gonna use you in that particular scenario and go to a family member. Now she knows that this family member is going to go to you and tell you because clearly mom is concerned. So that family member comes to you, tells you what mom said, naturally, what are you going to do? You're going to react. And because you are reactive, this sets the scene that mom already planted in everyone's head in showing them that you are unstable. Everything was premeditated. Everything is premeditated with a narcissist. So whether it was because you did not comply with her, you did not become a flying monkey for her, whatever the case may be, she's going to utilize other family members to set the scene. She's going to use other people to set the scene to gain a reaction out of you. And speaking of flying monkeys, that's word number two. Now, a flying monkey is what I refer to as a bandwagoner. Okay, and that's the kind of person who jumps on someone's bandwagon. It's just basically someone who just goes along for the ride. Now, a flying monkey can be one of two people. A flying monkey can be an innocent bystander who was manipulated by the manipulator, who was manipulated by the narcissist to believe that the narcissist is the innocent bystander and you are the manipulator. Or they can be a fellow manipulator who just likes to go for the ride with the narcissist and help take on their dirty work. Either way, flying monkeys are people, a person or people who have been manipulated to believe that you are the manipulator. And everything that the narcissist is doing, every every bit of 
shame, every bit of insults, criticism, and retaliation is all justified behavior because the narcissist was the one who was the victim and you are the one who was the abuser. So these people who are jumping on the bandwagon of the narcissist are people who've been manipulated or are other manipulators who are helping the narcissist carry on their dirty work, carrying it on to shame you, carrying it on to just pretty much exploit you, whatever the case may be. Flying monkeys are the kind of people that don't really know the whole situation, but they're going along with what the manipulator says because the manipulator managed to pretty much get into their heads before you can even speak your truth. Now this next word a lot of us are familiar with and a lot of us have heard in the whole survivor community, gaslighting. Gaslighting, another word for crazy making, is a manipulation tool used by a narcissist or just a manipulator to make you second guess everything. Everything they've ever told you, everything you've ever felt, everything you've ever heard, everything you've ever seen makes you question your own sanity. If the narcissist, for example, you were dating a narcissist and they have a female or a male friend, depending on what your gender is, and they told you that person is just a friend. Okay, you're, they're just a friend. But later on along the lines, you find out that they were not just friends, they were actually dating. You confront the narcissist and the narcissist tells you, I told you we dated a while back. No, you never told me that. Fact of it is, is they never told you that. You heard the first time what they told you. But because you found out about the relationship and you confronted them on it, there's no way of getting around it. So they have to basically retract what they said and they have to make it seem as if you are the one who's forgetful. You are the one who don't know what you're talking about. They told you, they told you, they told you. The reality is you're not crazy. They never told you. And gaslighting, of course, is very commonly used in family dynamics as well. In fact, it's probably most used in family dynamics because family... Family has this sense of entitlement and because they are your family members, they feel entitled to lie to you for some crazy reason. I don't know why, but they feel that sense of, I can lie to you no matter how big or how small the lie. When it boils down to family, there's that big sense of entitlement, especially if there's codependency involved. So if you rely on family members and you are in a sense codependent, them lying to you is justifiable. You're not gonna cut off family. You're not gonna cut ties with family. You're not gonna discard your own family. We're your blood. Why would you do that? That's the biggest, biggest fault that a narcissistic family has, a narcissistic dynamic within a family. And gaslighting is most commonly used in family settings because of that strong sense of entitlement. Regardless of it, gaslighting is just pretty much a way to throw you off their scent, is to keep you off their tracks, and it's to keep you stuck in your own mind, questioning your own sanity. The next word is supply. A lot of you have heard of narcissistic supply, or if someone is referring to a narcissist, they're referring to their form of supply. Supply, in layman's terms, is the pathological and excessive need for admiration, 
and attention. A narcissist, because they are walking voids, they have no sense of self-worth. They have no sense of self-love. What they do is they rely on the admiration and the attention of external people. So while you were with the narcissist, while you were validating the narcissist, at least you thought you were validating them, what you were doing was you were giving them supply. You were pretty much fueling their car with the gasoline it needed to run. And of course, the narcissist was pretty much feeding off of that. But when the discard came, it usually signifies that the amount of supply you were giving to the narcissist was lacking. It was not sufficient enough or the narcissist got very bored. Narcissists are known to get bored very easily. So what they do is they look for another form, another source of supply. Supply is pretty much admiration, adoration, ego stroking, and just pretty much external sources giving the narcissist what the narcissist refuses to do for themselves. So they just rely on other people to try to fill that void. However, narcissists are siphons. There is no way you're going to fill that void. So when you hear the term, the narcissist new supply, all it generally means is the narcissist has someone else who is willing to stroke their ego, willing to admire them, willing to validate and feed into their false sense of self. So supply is just simply that. It's just basically a supplement for the narcissist. It's like a daily vitamin. They take it because that's what keeps them running. The next one is narcissistic discard. Now, people who are not familiar with narcissistic abuse are usually the people who are standing on the outside looking in. And they simply correlate it with, uh, you two just broke up, get over it. No, it doesn't work that way. You see, a relationship with a narcissist or someone who's extremely narcissistic is a relationship filled with emotional abuse, mental abuse, physical abuse, financial abuse, spiritual abuse, detachment, manipulation. That is a relationship with a narcissist. Any other relationship that may have broken up, let's say due to infidelity, it could have been instantaneously or it could have been infidelity that was going on for quite some time. But the difference between the two is a narcissistic discard is when a narcissist has worn out their victim. When the narcissist has come to the conclusion that the victim can no longer give them the supply that they desire, they're basically going to go through a discard stage. And what is, what is it to discard? It's to throw away. That's exactly what a narcissist does. So in the interim of the relationship, the narcissist was one, manipulating the victim to believe that their actions towards the victim during the entire course of the relationship was the victim's fault. Two, had the victim believing that they were doing things, the narcissist was doing things out of love, when in reality it was to gain something from the victim. And three, after all was said and done, they toss them aside like a rag doll and go on to their new supply or to their next victim. That's the biggest difference between a narcissistic discard and a, what would be deemed as a regular breakup. Everything with the narcissist was premeditated. Everything with the narcissist was thought out before it was played out. The discard itself 
was premeditated. The discard was already set in place when the narcissist decided to go and fill other people's heads up and making them believe that the victim was the unstable one. And that's the reason why the narcissist is breaking up with them. The reality is the narcissist already had everything mapped out, had everything planned out. The thing, the thing, and, and I'm just kind of going off course for a second. The one thing we got to understand when it boils down to narcissists, they are emotionally deficient. They do not have any kind of intention, none whatsoever, in sustaining and maintaining a secure, loving relationship. The next word is deflection. And deflection is a tool that a lot of manipulators use. It's a tool used to shift the blame. So if you catch your narcissistic ex in the act of, let's say, infidelity, the reason they cheated on you was your fault. You're the reason I cheated. You were constantly accusing me of cheating. You're the reason I cheated. You let yourself go and I had no choice but to go out of the relationship. You're the reason I cheated. You weren't giving me emotional fulfillment, so I went somewhere else. It was your fault that I cheated. That is deflection. Why did the narcissist become extremely angry and hostile with you? That was your fault. You're the reason why I got angry. If you didn't do the things that you did, I wouldn't have lashed out on you the way I did. If the narcissist ever struck the victim, it's because the victim provoked them. There's always a form of deflection. So the narcissist wouldn't have behaved the way they did. They wouldn't have done the things they did. They wouldn't have said the things they did had you not been doing whatever it is they're claiming that you were doing. Be careful of that. Deflection is a very, very big tool used with the manipulator, especially with people who suffer codependency issues because people internalize that and they actually take the blame. And lastly, guys, the word negging sounds like nagging, but it's negging and it derives from the word negative. When a manipulator, a narcissist negs you, what they're doing is they're giving you backhanded compliments. So they're pretty much, it sounds like a compliment, but it's blurred with an insult. It's basically a compliment that just does not sound right. And to neg you is pretty much to undermine your confidence. Manipulators use negging as a way to really make you, the victim, try harder to seek their approval. So during the course of your relationship, you might notice that they gave you some backhanded compliments and it really kind of not only undermined your self-esteem and your self-confidence, but it made you question your actual attractiveness as if you really weren't special. Some people may look at negging as, you know, someone teasing. Oh, you know, you're, they're just teasing you. They're teasing you. They're just joking around. Don't pay any mind to it. But the reality of it is, is that a manipulator knows what they're doing when they're doing this. Okay. They are intertwining a compliment with an insult, but they're really, they're really veering more towards the insult. But because narcissists aren't very upfront kind of people, they'll basically go around things so they know that they are undermining your confidence and they're making you question yourself your own value your own self-worth and 
because you are so into this person, you feel the need to take it up a notch. You feel the need to do above and beyond because you want their approval. And because that is feeding them their supply, they're going to consistently neg you. Well, guys, these are just some of the general terms that are used that you're going to consistently hear throughout different videos, different articles, and just different survivors and victims within their survivor community of narcissistic abuse. I'm pretty sure there are a whole lot more and I will have to do my research to see what other words there are because, you know, knowledge is power. You can never learn too much. But just keep in mind, guys, that a relationship with a narcissist or someone who is extremely narcissistic is a highly toxic and dangerous type of relationship. It's the kind of relationship that no one deserves. But unfortunately, because these types of people have been trained to think the way they do, you came across their path and unfortunately, you became their emotional punching bag. You became their psychological punching bag their spiritual punching bag. Well, guys, that is my time. I do hope the video was helpful for you, especially for those who are new to the community, who have endured narcissistic abuse and are trying to get through the motions. If you have anything else to add, any other terminology, please be sure to leave it in the comment section below. And of course, to everybody who was new to the channel, if you managed to make it this far in the video and you found it to be helpful for you, please be sure to hit the like button on your way out. And of course, to everyone else who already knows all the terminology, if you enjoyed the video, give me a like as well. You know it's always appreciated. So guys, I hope it helped you all. Until next time, wish you all the best. Good luck with everything. And of course, as always, peace is priority, okay? We're gonna keep it that way. Thanks for joining me, guys. I'll see you guys next time. Namaste.